Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, welcome to Just Making Out Loud. My name is Desiree. This is a heavy video, just a warning. A heavy response is required in response to the crap that is out there. I hope you're doing well. So in my first video on inequality, I argued that inequality is a natural state of human affairs, that people may want to fight it, but that this should be done in ways that don't infringe on the freedom and agency of others. I specifically talked about focusing on creating self-sufficiency rather than rewarding people with the end products of material wealth. However, I also want to delve into the current data that tells us we live in an unequal society, to focus on how data is used to play into people's perceptions of the worlds they live in as being unfair. I think people should be skeptical of what they are constantly being told, understanding that politicians and the media like to tell people what they want to hear and present the world in a way which is unjust in order to propose solutions to our problems that they can solve. I think people need to understand that this is their job because their livelihood depends on the public's positive perception of them. A politician's job is to tell you what you want to hear, even if they are coming from a place of good intentions or are ignorant of more information. I want to bring this up not only to question what we hear, but to point out that people who are trying to help others, in truth or in deceit, may be ignoring the effects of constantly pushing this information and ignoring other avenues of helping others. Before I continue, I am neither a statistician nor an economist, but I do understand certain topics and I have studied both those subjects in school and did well in them. First of all, data is like a woman getting hit on. The same data can give you a different answer depending on which way you approach it. I almost said her. The research shouldn't be presented without holding all relevant variables constant, specifically those that are known to influence the outcome. For example, sometimes relevant data can't even be collected for. When talking about income, showing that groups with the same education level earn different amounts on average is near meaningless. Not all education is the same, whether in quality or degree of relevant specialization to the job earned. It is hard to find data that does hold other variables constant when describing these things. I saw some crap from Ilan Omar about the gender pay gap recently. Still, still, yes, people still think this is terrible. It's so terrible. It is hard to find data that does hold other variables constant when describing these things. I would think that this data is difficult to collect in the first place, so we should be wary that the data is not giving us the whole picture, perhaps. You can talk about groups in terms of black and white, but what happens when you break it down further? You could break groups further down into African immigrants versus native black Americans or Americans with Eastern European heritage versus Western European heritage or Italian Americans versus Irish Americans you're going to get a different message. I'm not sure how to break up women apart from just being one collective group. 
One immediate thing that comes to my mind is whether or not a father was present in the home that might affect outcomes. I did see some research on that recently uh, at the men's conference about how a woman who had either two fathers or just, you know, the regular, uh, the most typical mother plus the father, that when the father was present, they were more likely to be able to be competent with their work. They had better outcomes with doing work and getting work done. That is sort of vague sounding, but that's not the topic of the video. I digress. Some people within highly successful groups may not be doing very well, but people don't pay any attention to them, the wider society, because their larger umbrella group is doing well. And conversely, people may receive preferential treatment when they belong to a subgroup that is doing very well, even though the larger umbrella group is not. When talking about class, these are mostly transient groups in real life, although the statistical category does not change when analyzing data over time. So when people talk about the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, they are not necessarily the same persons over decades or generations. There is a proportion of the upper echelons that is inherited wealth, but that has been steadily on the decline. Using income to describe poverty or riches can be misleading because a person's income may vary drastically from year to year depending on seasonality of profits due to the industry or cumulative earnings, such as capital gains. Another thing is that higher income does not necessarily mean better ability to buy more things, depending on a person's dependence, more financial burdens, location-dependent living expenses, college or medical expenses, and so on. So people screaming about the 1% may be screaming at people who do not have much left over or who they are going to be later on in life. When one group is being compared against the other, the age distribution within the group may differ and age is positively correlated with income. When talking about household income, more people may be working in one household and not another. There are probably many more examples, but these are things I've learned about. I don't know how many other people are aware of them. But for a country that's so focused on pitting groups against each other and using data to prove it, the whole country should know that they need to be very competent in understanding data in order to glean a narrative from it. Second of all, the data supporting the current narrative is tenuous at best. Currently, the standard trope on TV is that we live in a world of white supremacy or some variation of that, US TV. This is generally backed up by data on how other groups, especially blacks, as a whole earn less income than whites. And that the lack of historical legal power through slavery or preferential job offerings or community building can explain current trends. And if that can't explain it, then individual racism is the cause, even though it can almost never be actually proven. This ignores the fact that, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be just talking about people like they're just in groups and just members of groups and they're not to me, but this is how I have to talk about it in order to 
respond to the way other people talk about it. Asians and Jews earn more median income. Right now, anytime I see data on blacks and whites, I think other groups should be used as well. These groups I've mentioned, Asians and Jews, are just standard groups that people think of, but you can divide people up in different ways. And these two groups are succeeding despite historical discrimination and experience of white supremacy in the US, both through the state and individual prejudice and bias. Following the same logic that blacks earning less than whites is evidence for there being systematic discrimination, that would mean that whites as a whole earning less than Asians as a whole are experiencing discrimination by Asian or Jewish supremacy. So the same data that is used to define oppression between blacks and whites in the US is not important when talking about other groups. Really? One counter-argument could be that the causal agent for one group's success does not have to be the same for another group's success. But when it is the same issue that being discrimination was actually experienced by the groups that are now doing well, it simply negates the argument. From what I see, the data shows that groups can and have succeeded in spite of discrimination. I'm not saying discrimination is nice, but it's not the end of the world. Therefore, discrimination does not automatically mean being at the lower end of income earners. Wouldn't that prompt people to say, maybe there is something else going on? It doesn't have to be one thing, it could be a combination of things. Another counter-argument to what I'm saying could be that discrimination was not as bad. What can compare to slavery? Well, apart from the difficulty and or disrespect in trying to quantitatively define human emotions such as suffering, slaves are slaves. Slaves are slaves. In this context, as in the US, because it happens overseas, only the people who were slaves were slaves. No one after slavery ended was a slave. Then there is the issue that other groups may have been treated just as badly as slaves without bearing the title. An example is the Irish as a whole, historically. I understand that this country, the US, has a history of racism, but if you actually want to know the reason behind why something happens, it involves asking why and leaving no stone unturned to find that answer not simply having a pre-made answer in one's head, especially after the conditions in the past which made that answer acceptable no longer exist. That being legally encoded and enforced discrimination. Everything is researched from this conclusion, working backwards rather than forward, as in what is the cause of this? People think they already have the answer. And looking at other countries and nations maybe might help not just focusing on the US and everything that's happened in the US. What can be changed knowing that other countries had a history of violence against groups, mostly not across color lines, actually. And for every group that later comes in, they are being added to this history, even though where they came from, they may not have had that influence, whether being in the oppressor role or the oppressed role. But Instantly, when they come here, they suddenly take on this persona, which is very strange. I think the conclusion should be reconsidered. I did try and find papers on this, and the majority of them are not even looking into the other factors, the other variables you have to take into account. I know this information that I'm talking about because of reading Thomas Sowell, who I love. 
he's an incredible source. And I do have some sources that I found that show some questionable things. Like, maybe the type of degrees that black Americans tend to earn are not the ones that are in highly specialized areas or areas that are in demand. The school you go to also counts. Not just because people are being biased because they think a school might be better off, there's that too, but it also actually affects what you do when you go out into life because everywhere doesn't actually provide the same level and quality even if the title is the same. And I know people are going to say, oh, it's not their fault. Well, at some point, it has to be somebody's fault. At some point, the person, the individual, has to take it on for themselves, regardless of outside influence. I couldn't find much data on controlling for other variables except from Sowell. I think it's interesting that there isn't much data on this because people should be taking these counter arguments as in mine against the standard narrative seriously. There is data on incomes from Asians, East Asians and not. I think this is something that is becoming well known. I also couldn't find much data on persons of Jewish heritage, except from Sowell. And it's interesting that Jews are now considered whites, knowing that they have had a long history of persecution, also in America. Third of all, even if there is a statistical difference in outcomes, such as earnings and so on, it could be due to characteristics within the group itself. As simple as a person's desire to do something different or being socially pushed into certain fields. It could be due to culture and associations with culture. Data on inequality can be explained for by other things than discrimination, such as IQ or family structure, though maybe not as a whole, and the data is out there. Why isn't this given as much attention if people actually want to solve the problem? You can be afraid to put responsibility on the victims, but how else will things change? This is really interesting to me. How will it change? Whether it is something internal or external. Think about this. If it's external, why focus on changing other people? Why not focus on something that you can change that does not need to involve controlling others, especially knowing that the presence of discrimination does not mean that groups cannot do well. Economic prosperity often comes before the lessening of discrimination, not the other way around. I think I should repeat that. Economic prosperity often comes before the lessening of discrimination, not the other way around. Economic prosperity often comes before discrimination goes down, not the other way around. It is not likely that politicians can fix that problem. Economic prosperity also often has the opposite correlation, where you are discriminated against because you are doing well. Striking examples that I don't hear mentioned often, but I will never forget since I've learned them, are Indians in Uganda and Chinese in Malaysia. This is in the past. I'm not sure if it's still going on for Malaysia. And I know that even then, the blame will still be outsourced to others. Even if someone did something to you, it is you who decides how to respond. Let me tell you something about my personal life. As a teenager, my mother used to annoy me sometimes. And my father would always say, you can't control her, Desiree. You have to learn to control your own emotions. It is up to you how you want to respond. Whether or not that was the best response, and of course, I obviously didn't succeed at it often, is a true statement. You can't control other people. You can forever treat people as puppets being pulled around on a string, but that leaves it up to everyone else to change their behavior rather than the group. 
how is this going to work out? How is this not treating this group that needs help as a child with no agency of their own? This is along gender or race or whatever freaking identity line you want to cross. Stop treating people as if they have no agency of their own. They do. Always. No matter how shitty people are being to them. Fourth of all, this issue that I have with the standard narrative on inequality and whatever supremacy is that it allows people to ignore what is going on in front of their real eyes in their real lives, not on the TV. But I'm going to stop here because this is already a long video. You can ponder what I meant about the real eyes and real lives. I'll get to it in the next video. There might be a video in between this and the next one, but I'll be continuing on this topic of inequality and trying, like I really don't see much of, to think of practical, non-hysterical, and not vague answers to the issues that we have in society today. So I'll get to do my welcome message all over again. Yay. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. If you like my content, do subscribe. My content is supported by viewers and listeners like you. Just thinking out loud at TV slash donate. I would really appreciate it if you went ahead and donated. I don't run any ads because of the kind of content that I make. I hope my video made you think a whole bunch. Have a great day. I hope you're doing well and I hope that you continue to do well. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye. I had everything set up earlier and I was ready to start and then it started raining and so then I went to eat some popcorn because that's what I was going to do afterwards but I decided to do it beforehand while I was waiting and so I had to then clean up the mess that became my face or that my face became and I put because I had to check my teeth you know because maybe I had some popcorn inside there and I put more lipstick on and now I think it's a bit heavier than I would like but that's okay. I stopped doing anything with my face for a bit, mostly because I decided it wasn't worth it. I decided it wasn't worth the time, and I was just trying to keep my content going and not necessarily push it to the highest level it could be because I was so busy doing other things, and I still am. But now I'm attempting to be more appealing. I know some people make some comments about how I don't need it, but whatever. I'm just trying to be like more appealing and professional in my appearance, okay? As a reminder, this is a redo of content that I did, which has really bad audio. And I hope no one ever finds it ever again. <laughs> I am just cracking myself up today. It's nice.